Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. And you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. This week, I am actually here not with Chris, but with Cody Moffitt. Hey, guys. Woohoo! So, uh, so yeah, Chris is is uh, feeling a little under the weather, so he is uh, he is not available for the podcast. But we are here to to regale you with my tales of of my uh, next generation Xbox Series X that has happened, as well as uh, some fun stuff that uh, that Cody, living over in PC World, um, has uh, has been up to. What, what he's been doing these days. Oh yeah. So. Uh, yeah, how are you, Cody? We haven't had you on the podcast in a minute. Uh, I'm fine. It's it's been uh, I'm actually really fine. <laughs> You're like I'm actually pretty good. Pretty you're in a good. new a new location. Yeah, just got a house. So yeah, and so you're in you're in what is like you sent me a picture earlier, uh, and you were like this is this is my podcast studio setup. Yep, it's a desk and with it, two speakers on it and headphones. That's right. And a microphone. A microphone, you know, and the, the all of the, the necessary things. For a podcast, it's a lot, a lot of stuff you need. If I'm being honest, like you don't even need the speakers, though. Like you, you, no, you'd be you fine if it was just the computer and the microphone, you know, and uh, maybe a pair of headphones or you earbuds could, or something. You could honestly use like an iPhone and you're set. Um, whenever like we have we have uh, had to do on location things, sometimes I'll bring um, my little tiny Zoom recorder, which is just a little like stereo recorder thing. Um, and, uh, I use that. So like, that's like the bare minimum of like a podcasting setup. Um, I, that, and then I usually just have a laptop, just send, send the files to Chris, like, so he can add them in whenever, uh, whenever that happens. So I recommend the zoom recorders too. Really fun. I like them. But Cody, the, uh, since the last time that you've been on the podcast, the Mandalorian season two has begun. Oh Yeah. And have you, what have you watched of it? Have you watched like, uh, I know the third episode dropped like this morning. I haven't had a chance to watch that one. Have you like, so what have you watched as far as the, the latest episodes? I'm up to the third. I'm actually, I considered skipping this podcast just so I could watch the third. I mean, same, if I'm being honest, you know, just <laughs> probably right after we get done, like whenever we like end the call or whatever and, and Des goes to sleep at night, I'm going to be like, all right, let's, I'm going to watch this Mandalorian. I'm Wait, you don't let him watch it? Up. No, no, definitely not. No, definitely. After he goes to bed, I then like, you know, either go to sleep, which is what I should probably do, um, or I like slap myself a few times and then come downstairs and, and watch, uh, <laughs> watch the Mandalorian. I guess it's pretty violent. Yeah. It really like okay. So whenever he was like newborn, like there's a definite there's a definite like switch or was with him like where he quite clearly went from like I don't really care at all about what's going on with the uh, television screen to like oh I'm gonna watch this and absorb what's going on with this television you know and so like and then that's the point where you're like well I guess I guess we never watch television again you know um, <laughs> he's become sentient and self-aware yeah yeah <laughs> so, like, like there's definitely like that I love I love the development because it just happens like before your eyes where it's like you know he's just like oh this is cool so um fun experience with the next gen so while uh we have the new the new series x like that came in i'll talk a little bit about that later after uh after we we pick of the week and stuff um but he has been really interested in he loves uh cars like the movie cars um uh, okay the disney pixar movie and uh specifically cars 3 
and Cars 1. Cars 2 is is actually pretty violent and is actually pretty, like, it's a ter- terrible movie. Like, I, I, after having watched it, it's just, like, doesn't make sense as a movie. So it's, like, we haven't really, like, we haven't wa- watched that one with him because it's just a bad, like, I don't like that movie. <laughs> you don't want gonna... him to get bad taste. <laughs> no, I don't want that to, like, be his favorite movie because it's, like, no, there's no way. But, again, like, they have, like, there's, like, it, within the first, like, two minutes of that thing, like, a bunch of cars get, like, killed, you know, killed like with guns and stuff anyway it's very strange uh the shift yeah the the tonal shift from cars one to cars two is is fairly ridiculous you know all right i gotta watch cars two now this is (laughs) oh my gosh i just knocked over my phone the uh so like the funny thing is like it makes sense in like if you're like oh this is like a a cars universe because they do like the james bond thing like they, they pull a james bond car okay situation oh that's cool And you're like okay from a car culture perspective, that's cool. From a like a uh, uh, like this is appropriate for children movie perspective, it's like it's it's real intense. Where <laughs> it's like definitely for more on the older older kids side of things. Where we got into it with him, um, as far as like the the franchise goes, is Cars Three because Cars Three is genuinely an amazing movie. Like that, like Cars One is 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 good. I would say uh, Cars Two is is not good. It's a terrible movie. Even just if you like. Yeah, it's just not good. It's anyway, and then Cars Three is a genuinely like amazing movie. I really, really like Cars Three. I'm still really interested in two after hearing about these. <laughs> I'm just picturing like some kind of like mafia car situation. That's and exactly like, what's going on. And like Lightning McQueen with the AK-47. It's not Lightning McQueen. So this is where where it okay. also like kind of goes off the rails. It's Mater. Um, oh. I know it's <laughs> it's uh, anyway. This changed the tone of what I was imagining completely. It, exactly, exactly, um, and that's why it's also in addition to it not being you know appropriate for, for for what I would what I would consider appropriate for Des. It's also not a good movie. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, but Cars Three is really good. I like we love Cars Three, and he loves all the characters from Cars Three. We picked up a uh, a playset of Cars Three characters, and they're just just these little like kind of Hot Wheels sized cars, but they're plastic, so they're not like a heavy metal. Like it's not like if you threw yeah. it while he was dri- riding in the car, it wouldn't like you know shatter the windshield or something. A Cars um, Two figure would though, right? A, a Cars Two figure would probably like fire guns. You know, I don't know. <laughs> You fire them out of the chambers of a, of a pistol, <laughs> but, but but yeah, the, yeah, you like grapple guns like to the side and whoosh, zips over there. I don't know, um, but the uh, but he loves loves those figures as well and that sort of thing. But for the Xbox Series X. Forza, I was playing Forza Horizon uh, Four, and oh, man. Uh, it's. It looks glorious. It's in 4K. It's in 60 frames a second. It's like just gorgeous. The ray tracing, like I was playing a snow snow uh, track. Okay. And you can see, like you know how in the snow, whenever you like the sun catches it at a certain angle, it'll like. Oh, so th- that's awesome. So that's <sighs> ray tracing at work there. It's like yeah, that's that's the that's like the the new lighting engines and the ray tracing and all of the the rays being traced and I, I don't know how the technology works. <laughs> I feel like car games specifically always look beautiful because those materials are easier to render i bet yeah because it's like shiny that's right it's not like a complex thing like like fur or like fabric 
for the most part. <laughs> I guess you're right. It doesn't, it's like, doesn't have like hair, like individual strands of yeah. hair, you know? It's just like a shiny, flat kind of thing. But then the environments... That's right, that's right. Because like, the majority of like what you see in a driving game is like the sky. <laughs> you know, it's like quite yeah. literally like half of your screen is just like the sky. And it's glorious like whenever they nail that, like the beautiful sunsets and things like that. And that's definitely happening. So like it looks glorious. But Dez also, like because I was sitting there like driving these cars, like he was like, truck. And he's like, it's the red truck. It's the orange <laughs> truck, you know. And That's uh, how I see him too. And it was great. Like he, 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 uh, we would go through because like, I love how quick everything loads with the new console. Oh yeah. I was able to switch cars like super instantaneously, like where like he would be like, all right, now pick a red car. He'd be like red. And I'm like, okay, let's find a red one. So I'd go into like my car inventory and then it would like, we would go through and he would, you know, point at it and pick the, pick the red one that he wanted. And then we would load into it and it would drive for a while and go off some jumps and stuff. And he would be like, bump. He would say bump. He, bump is a, is, is one of his favorite words. Um, and then, uh, and you know, he was, he want to change it to like a green car and they would instantly like, we'd be able to like switch over to this green car. And so like, it's, it just like it, the, that experience alone, I was just like worth it. So the solid state drive is, that's a new thing for the Xbox, right? Right. And it is legit, dude. Like it, it in in those instances like it would take me literally like a minute like i would not want to switch cars uh playing that same game on a previous generation just because it would take so long because you're like oh let me wait for it to load watch the thing watch the thing but in this it's literally just like fade to black fade back up and you've got the car sitting there it's it's impressive man oh okay um what's funny uh how do we get on this from mandalorian anyway but that 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 experience um, was awesome. But the Mandalorian, you've watched the first two episodes. Yeah, we reviewed. Chris and I reviewed the first episode last week, I believe, on the podcast, or maybe it was two weeks ago. I can't remember uh, at this point. But we reviewed that first episode. What have you thought about it so far? The first episode. The, well, the first two episodes. Like from what you've seen, what do you what you know? What are your feelings on the Mandalorian? So it's basically like a space western. And I feel like probably every episode is probably some famous Western movie that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> so it's like new to me. Yeah. But I, I love it. I, it's so cool. I think that's, to me, Mandalorian is what Star Wars is supposed to be. Mm. It's closer to like what the, all the things I love about Star Wars are embodied in the Mandalorian. Like get the Jedi out of there. Nobody likes those guys. <laughs> get rid of that force crap. Nobody likes that. <laughs> Just give me mercenaries. I want an IG-88 series. That's, that's what I, I want. I, I, I would totally take an IG-88 series, um, especially if it was voiced by Taika Waititi. You know, that's... <laughs> that's IG-88. The cold-blooded like, assassin. Well, no-blooded assassin. Well, because he, he did the voice of the, uh, the IG unit on the first season of Mandalorian. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the voice of that one, and it's like, and he did such a good job because it's not, it's not what I expected. I expected it to be like, uh, like a, uh, like what's the character on Thor Ragnarok? The uh, oh, or like a lot of the other characters that he does, like the com- comedy. Like I expected comedy from this, uh, from this IG unit on season one, and they like it didn't really play that way. It played like exactly how you would expect where it was comedic but it was serious like it was a serious character but it like did comedic things you know that guy's brilliant i just saw that movie uh hunt for the wilder people interesting i've not seen it is it good which he directed yeah it's a pretty good movie 
Dude, I love I love Taika Waititi. The uh, the uh, the thing about about the Mandalorian to me is that it nails like the humor and the Star Warsiness of a lot of things. Like where like in so many ways, like it's easy to tell like that you know that J.J. Abrams like directed the uh, the Force Awakens. Like it feels like a J.J. Abrams kind of a movie, and and mm-hmm. in Rise of Skywalker even more so J.J. Abrams. Um, whereas like Mandalorian, it feels it feels like Star Wars, but like different takes on it. Like you could definitely tell like the different directors from episode to episode. I was impressed with the fact that John Favreau directed that first episode of this season, and that was like this huge spectacle of a uh, of 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 scale and then the the literally the next episode i can't remember who directed it um but the it was a drastically different in tone but same vibe like it's like oh somehow it still fits here um so i guess like mild spoilers i'm not going to do any like plot points or anything of mandalorian episode two but the uh mild spoilers for like the tone of it it is a horror movie like it's like a horror episode um, in a lot of ways, like there, like there's like humor in it that you're like, ooh, this is unsettling kind of humor uh, within this. Um, <laughs> that made me uncomfortable. Oh, dude, me too, man. It's and it's still like I still think about it. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm okay with that. And I feel like that's how like humor is inside of a lot of like horror movies, where you're like, I'm not sure I'm okay with like that joke, you know? Gall- gallows humor, yeah, yeah. You're just like, ooh, ooh. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so like, and, and then like, they really did a great job of like ramping up the tension. Like I just sat there like through that whole episode on the edge of my seat, like, like kind of squirming a little bit where you're just like, ah, you know, and yeah. like, you don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, man, I texted somebody like this one stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. And it's like, that was the intent. Like the intent was to go full on like, you know, horror film and to at the same time simultaneously use that 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 genre and that uh pacing to do some cool character things for the mandalorian stuff dinjar and the mandalorian as well as the flesh out the universe of like what's happening within the star wars timeline here um with some of the uh the other characters that are in in found in the episode uh which i thought was really cool oh yeah i guess it does kind of hit at that i didn't think about that because, like, I mean, as far as we know, like, the season one started, and I was like, oh, this is, like, five years after uh, Return of the Jedi that ended. And, but, like, it's ish. Like, we, it's, it's in that ish timeline. And we don't really know yeah. a ton about what's happening here. Um, but whenever in the first season, like, whenever you run into, like, the Imperials, you're like, well, clearly these people are, like, really, like... Uh, you know, down on their luck, that sort of thing, um, which I guess the Battle of Jakku, which was the final battle, like the final large scale battle of the Empire, happened two years after uh, after the end of the Return of the Jedi. So that was like, um, I guess, three years before the start of Mandalorian season one. So like figuring out like what's happening right at this time period is like is has been interesting. That is kind of cool. I didn't. I didn't think about that, but it's like, it's like a post World War II esque kind of like feel. Yeah. Like the Nazis are in Argentina and they're hiding out. <laughs> like that's what season one was kind of like. Yeah, definitely. Like where you're like, man, like in obviously like season we're still gonna have to deal with uh, what is his name Moff Gideon or something like it. We're gonna have to deal with him, and it's like, what's that? Did like we do we completely decimate whatever forces he had left, or is it a situation where he had more people like waiting, you know, off off world and like they were, you know, he's gonna rejoin with them, or is it just that he's going to be the lone the lone imperial hunting down the mandalorian somehow you know um 
I, I'm very intrigued. I'm, I'm fingers crossed that like we get more answers in the third episode, which again is out right now. Um, but, uh, you know, cause, cause the first two episodes, I'm like, man, these are very cool, very awesome, but also didn't necessarily, like they introduced more questions, uh, than answers really. Yeah. It's like the war is over, but they're in that reconstruction era and the war really isn't over for a lot of people Yeah, in that universe. Well, even like the Mandalorians, I guess, like, you know, they're, they're still like in hiding in places and everything with the, with, yeah. with those, um, fascinating, man. That's a whole big part of the series I just didn't pick up on or think about it all until this. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I love it. I love it, dude. And that's what that's another reason why I feel like it fits so well within the Star Wars universe is because it's like it's filling in gaps that like we just didn't have before, you know, where it's like, hey, this is this is this is what I as a child after watching the original trilogy of Star Wars, like this is the next story that I, I tried to tell with my action figures. You know, it was like, okay, what happened next? And, you know, this is like an element of that. It's like, you know, obviously, you know, not, not with the main characters or anything, but it's, it's, it does try to answer some of that question, you know. Dang, you are a precocious child. If that's the case, you're like, all right, he's a little scared of the new government because he used to take contracts <laughs> from the old government. <laughs> so it's kind of in this gray spot. Well, no, it was more like, man, I got all these, I got all these stormtrooper uh, action figures sitting around. What are they going to do? That's the, that's exactly right. What are all the stormtroopers going to do? <laughs> oh man, no more Death Star. What do we do? <laughs> Let's become mercenaries. <laughs> let's let's go out and try to try to find a baby Yoda. Yeah, just <laughs> just become militia. Let's do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a child, you like, you don't have the vocabulary or the uh, or the words for it, but you're like, yeah, that's probably this little people. They they would probably they probably wouldn't give up on being stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> these people would, you know, take off his helmet. It's you know, he's now a good guy, but these people wouldn't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, well, we're going to talk about some next gen stuff in a second, but first the pick of the week. Oh. <laughs> you pointed at me and I was I surprised. I did. I was, I was expecting like an echo of like pick of the week, but it's a, it's, it's cool. I like the, I like the shocked. Oh, you know? Well, Cody, you have a, a pick of the week uh, that you were playing on PC this week, yeah. and, it's, mm -hmm. and you told me it's a spooky thing. It is spooky. Uh, it's been really popular. I think it was the top-selling game on Steam for quite a while now. Ooh. So, uh, uh, Phasmophobia. What is Phasmophobia? Like, as far as, like, I mean, both the game as well as, like, what... It sounds like it's a legit, like, phobia of something. No, no, no. It's like, you're a ghost hunter. Ooh, so I bet you it's the fear of ghosts. Oh yeah, fear of phantasms. Fear yeah, of that. Sure, let's go with it. Fear We're of phasms. Phasms. Yeah. As as fa phasmas to bring it back to Star Wars. I don't know. Phas <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like, uh, I think the game is like about four people. You're ghost hunters. You start out at like different locations. I haven't tried all the locations yet, mm. but you might be like an an empty cabin, and you're supposed to kind of goad the ghost into coming out so you can collect evidence on it. Uh. And it's it's weird. It's kind of a cool concept. You can do desktop PC as playing, and uh, you can do 
VR as well. Oh, so, geez. And these two players can play with each other. Okay, so like you don't like if you're playing on VR, I don't also have to be on VR. No, you don't have to be. Cool. So it makes it like really accessible, but it is scary in VR. <laughs> Dude, anything that's in VR, like I feel like it has like just a hyped up level of uh, yeah of emotion tied to it. Yeah, they definitely have to ramp stuff down in VR. I think in order to make it like palatable. I actually ended up switching. From VR, I told my buddy, I'm like, oh, my batteries are getting low on my VR headset. Because, <laughs> like, you go in and you can, like, in the van, you've got, like, your ghost hunter van. It says, like, you've got, like, a list of objectives, like, try to get the ghost to walk through salt. Get a picture of dirty sink water was one. I guess that's a sign of, like, a ghost. Well, like, as in, like, it's it's already dirty or, like, it was clean and then it gets dirty because, like, the ghost, like, you know, tries to wash its hands in it or you something. You know, I could only find clean sink water. I kept turning on all the sinks in the house. So you walk in, you've got the key, you open the house, you and oh. your team, and then all the lights are off. You start flipping on lights in rooms, and I guess they've got some kind of voice technology. So you know the ghost's name. So you can say things to the ghost. Wait, wait, wait. So like literally, like you're actually saying something and the ghost, like the game, the ghost inside of the game hears it? Yeah. What? Yeah. So like, I don't know like all the different commands and stuff that it would listen to, but like if you say its name enough, some of the ghost types will get like angrier and more What if you say it by accident? Like what if you accidentally, you're like... What if you're like what if the ghost's name is Steve and you're also playing with a guy whose name is Steve? Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it I don't think it's smart enough to detect context. Let's see. That sounds sounds terrifying. So like everything starts off normal. We're trying to like get the ghost to like ghost write in this book or something. You know, like I notice another room, like the lights are off when we go mm. back in it, and I'm like, mm. I don't like this. No. You that's, start that's hearing bad. the creepy music. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, all the lights in the house go off. Oh, no, dude. No, I just know right like, out of there. I'm, like, in my VR headset, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> like, and I'm in... Is... No, 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 I can't do this. <laughs> I'm in my empty house that I just moved into, <laughs> playing a game where I'm in an empty house that's haunted. <laughs> I love it. Like the first night you stay in any empty house where you haven't unpacked very much or like whatever. I always, I always like lay there and I like you listen to the sounds of the house. You're like laying in bed. And you're like, was that, was that the wind outside creaking or was that, you know? <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess in this case, a ghost in the other room. You know. So you're walking through this house and you're like in the dark and you've you can like buy different items, but you start off with very little. So only one of us has a legit flashlight. The other's got like this, like, uh, what is that thing that take to hotel rooms to prove they're gross? A, like a black light? <laughs> a UV light? Yeah, one of us has the UV light, and we start seeing like the ghostly handprints like highlighted oh. under the UV light, and I'm like, Argh! That sounds drastically more terrifying than the real flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> it is more terrifying, but that's all I had in the first game because we didn't have any money. So and, why did the guy in the VR headset, like, that's obviously more terrifying, get the more scary flashlight? <laughs> and JJ's over there, like, yelling 
JJ's the guy I was playing with. We didn't have four <laughs> yeah. players for this because we're just kind of trying it out and like. Oh, he's just like over there, like Charles Brown, Charles Brown, Charles Brown, Charles Brown. And he's I'm like, like, he's like trying to <laughs> trying to rile them up. Like yeah. he's trying to rile them up so we can get them to like walk through the salt or like get a picture of the ghost because that's how you get money by accomplishing the objectives. Makes sense. Makes sense. And so all the lights go off, and then like I hear behind me, <sighs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, oh my oh. god. <laughs> Dude, like in, in VR, like the, the spatial audio, that's another thing like with next-gen stuff. And I guess PCs have probably had it for a while. But like the spatial audio is just impressive. Because um, I had the Dolby Atmos like on my um, other box. But on this box in particular, it just seems like it's so much more like I can tell whenever something is behind me as well as like, you know, in front of me. Like so I can, I can like the localization is just drastically better nowadays than it's ever been. Yeah, so I've got that Oculus Quest 2 headset. It's only mm. stereo, but I think they use the psychological like yep. frequency adjustments to get the kind of surround sound, and it works in this game. Yeah, it, It's cool because I was using that virtual desktop app on mm -hmm. there, so it was fully wireless for me. That's amazing. But my PC is, you know, hosting the game, so the graphics right. are good and everything. It's not right. Oculus's hardware. That's great. And then, so I hear the, the <laughs> sound, and then... Eventually, the ghost killed me, and that wasn't super fun, <laughs> dude. Like the uh, like, it's it's hilarious because I feel like probably you heard the ghost, but then then uh, JJ, your friend, didn't hear the the ghost. Like JJ probably didn't hear it, and so like it would be really interesting to go into this and like you know if 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 one person like it has an experience and everybody else is like no that didn't happen you're we're fine you know it's like no no literally I'm hearing it. So Talk the audio. Me. The audio is like distance dependent. So you can get truly isolated from other players. So like some things it says like in the van on your like rundown of the mission, it's like this ghost is more active when it's one person in a room or when you're oh. alone. Oh. Or like this ghost doesn't care if you guys are alone or not. Yeah. So like JJ was like, Go go down in the basement there and like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no man you do it i know it's just a game but like <laughs> no dude i mean that's the thing is like it, it it's a game but it, like i feel like a game like that is uh more fun if you play it like real life you know it's yeah. like that's half the fun of like a a group experience kind of horror game is like if everybody takes it seriously it's the same thing as like whenever you're uh whenever you're playing like any RPG or whatever and you're playing with other people, like if everybody is just like kind of halfway inhabits their own character where they're like, you know, they just like play the role or whatever, it, it works out, you know? I feel like it's scarier in VR because again, I'm in oh, my dude, actual... 100% it would be. <laughs> I'm in my actual house where I know I'm like not going to get haunted, but then I'm in this VR house and I know there's a ghost there. Yeah, and so I like, know it's you know, going like, to breathe on me. It's the same difference as like getting nauseous, I guess, in VR. Because like your brain perceives that you're like you're being haunted, but like you know the other side of your brain knows that you're not being haunted. You know, <laughs> so it would be legit scarier. So, anyways, for the second game, I faked that my batteries were low, and I went on desktop, and that made it a little less scary, but still okay. kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, but still just as fun, dude. That's awesome. I uh, I would love to play that. I don't have a PC. I don't have a gaming PC. Um, so maybe it'll come to consoles maybe next year, next Halloween or something like that. Because I suspect that's probably why it's on top of all the list is that it you know kind of just hit the the uh, the what would they call the cultural zeitgeist of the moment of like it's horror yeah. and we're having to stay at home. So let's do well, this. 
Yeah, that happens with some PC games. Like, uh, what's the new one that they've got where you're like a little astronaut dude? Oh, that's a mobile game, actually. That's Among Us. And Among I guess Us, it's on yeah. PC as well. Um, where like, you know, you go in and it's like, oh, there's two imposters and the imposters have to like kill everyone and then everybody else has to like figure out who's the imposter. Yeah, I feel like Phasmophobia's like popularity is similar to that. Like it becomes the hot game for a while. Sure, sure. I mean, Among Us, what's interesting about that game is that game's been out for a really long time on mobile, and uh, and maybe it just now got released on... I don't know I don't know enough about it to tell you whether it's, it was just released on PC, but I think it just, like, because of, like, everybody, like, trying to connect in non-physical ways, it has become more popular because it's like, oh, well, we can, we can do a social thing that's really fun and is also, like, not, you know not physically in the same room with everybody. So I, I think that's yeah. like part of why that one like all of a sudden jumped. Cause it's been around for like, I feel like a couple of years at this point um, on mobile for people. So I like that these kind of games uh, are coming out now because I try to play Halo online with people and I just get smoked. Yeah. Like it's a skill based, like where you're like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't like a, uh, you know, an experience kind of thing. It's more like skill based. Yeah. So every time Halo, I, I'm the worst on my team. I'm the worst player. I used to play Halo constantly when I was a kid, and now I'm just terrible. Maybe I was always terrible, but no one could show it to me then. That's true. I mean, like, I also feel like there was a level of whenever I was first getting into, um, like, even as a kid, like, whenever I was playing, like, uh, in 64, and it was, uh, I was really bad. Looking back at it now, I was really bad at, uh, like, Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. um like i was always like one of the first or second person to like you know get eliminated from a match um but i didn't know it at the time like you just you, you know whenever i was a kid i just didn't know that i was like not good at that game because <laughs> all i like all i cared about was like oh this is so cool i'm walking around and oh bam I'm, you know, oh no um and i feel, feel like you know that's the story of just life it's like you know you don't Whenever you you know you don't really know how how you know how good or bad you are at something until you realize and then it's like well you either go well I'm gonna get better at this thing or eh, I don't care that much you know <laughs> I got so mad because like I bought this game and I'm not enjoying it Halo and I'm like dude I look up like how do I get good <laughs> I feel like I'm like 12 again I'm like I want to get good at this dude I, the the first uh, Halo game that I actually finished was with you and it was Halo three oh yeah i believe i played the arbiter uh and you were master chief and like mm -hmm. it was it was a great experience the end of yeah. that game is very is really interesting and that's distinctly i remember in college like sitting there and on the on on the tv and playing and it's like this the where the platforms are dropping out and you're driving these cars and you oh know, yeah i remember that's the like, scene i think of too the ending scene distinctly like remember sitting next to you like it's so tense like are we gonna make it are we gonna make it and then we finally you know eventually made it and uh and it was awesome like i don't anyway i just want to throw that out there the first halo game that i ever played was with you yeah you guys weren't like super into gaming at that time yeah we like took it like there was a time where we were really into it as kids and then high school and that sort of thing but then whenever like we went to college it was just like i lost track like i i didn't have a uh console i mean I, I 
Yeah, I didn't have a console for a really long time. Um, and then Chris got a console after he graduated. And, uh, and you know, obviously we played with you. Like, I, I enjoyed going over to your house at that point because it was like, oh, we can, we can like, take breaks and play video games. <laughs> take breaks from, from homework and do video games. And, <laughs> and so, like, that was, like, one of the, like, the, the most awesome things of, like, oh, I actually really forgot that I loved video games for a while there, but there's like a whole console generation that I was not involved in there. Um, where I think like the Xbox, the original Xbox had to like first come out, um, right around whenever, like I started dropping off. Cause I remember like as a kid thinking like, Oh man, that looks like the dreamcast controller. Cause I oh, think yeah. Sega like helped them develop or Microsoft helped Sega develop the dreamcast controller or whatever. Oh, okay. And that so makes like sense. they look very similar. And I was like, that seems like that I would, I would want that console. Um, and then like, so I played a few original Xbox games, but then dropped off somewhere in the middle of that generation. Didn't come back until the middle to end of the, the 360 generation. So there's almost like a whole video game generation that I just was not aware of. Yeah. I missed a couple there. Then, uh, but yeah, so anyway, my pick of the week this week is the, the, what is it, how exactly is it called? The, the Nintendo Game & Watch Mario, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> so we've talked about this on the podcast before, like a while back whenever they announced it. And it's this little handheld device with like a two inch s- screen on it that you can play the original Mario Brothers, the, the Super Mario Brothers 2. And then, uh, and ball, like the game and watch game ball, which is like, you know, one of those like LCD like out or something. Things. Well, it's like you have to juggle these balls, but you have oh. like two hands. Like, and so oh, you have to, I know. Like, shift, I've seen it now. Shift the hands around to bounce the balls over the person's head. And the head in this game in particular looks like Mario. So like they've themed it after Mario. Mm. Um, but so I pre-ordered this thing today. I'm very excited about it. Got another one like as a gift for, uh, for, for Catherine's sister. Cause she loves like Mario and like every time we go over to like have gone over to her house or whatever, she has like the, uh, I can't remember what it's called the super Nintendo NT plus or whatever, like where you, it's, it's like a legit, uh, super Nintendo and Nintendo. They plug actual co- like cartridges into, but it's not the original, um, I, I think that's what it's called. I think it's the analog super NT plus or something like that. Um, so like she was oh, so one of those like third party manufacturers that made like a compatible hardware. It's basically they've, they've completely like reverse engineered the original super Nintendo and they're like, exactly. And it, like it has an HDMI port on it. And so like, it's like they've, they've gotten it to where like it will look good on modern televisions. Like rather than if you, like you have to have like some sort of a converter and which I think they also sell um, that if you have an original like Super Nintendo or whatever that still works and that they you can get this converter and it'll convert the signal to HDMI correctly because like if you just plug it into like the back of your TV it just looks really weird um, the pixels don't line up super well so like it takes oh. some like it takes some like decoding to really make that look good on a, uh, on a modern HD television. Cause they were designed, those games were designed around the pixel set of a, uh, a standard like curved screen, like, yeah. uh, you know, the, the tube television. Um, yeah. And they, even if they do line up, they're blocky. Yep. And they didn't look that way when we were kids because the tube, blurred everything yep, blurred like, the edges and so it's like looked like mario had like a round nose like never but like if you look at it now it's like it's like this square thing and you're like well that's a little weird um 
at least I always perceive it that way. But so this device is a uh, is is a little handheld thing. It's like it's purely a collector's thing. Yeah, it's it's literally going to be like it's going to be super cool to have and to play with and that sort of thing. But it's like it's made of like this this uh, brushed kind of metal look. It's got these like really cool looking rubber buttons. Apparently the screen looks fantastic. I haven't seen it in person. It's, it's shipping. It should be here Tuesday. Um, but I the pre order process or not pre-order process, the buying process for this on Best Buy was actually super nice. And I kind of wished that the uh, consoles had done this because we talked about how it's such a, such a, like a, a mess whenever you go to pre-order like a brand new console, like, cause it'll instantly sell out. And like, he's like, Oh man, I got to check out in the cart. And then the cart errors, or it's like you get to the final checkout and they're like, you don't have anything in your cart. And you're like, what? You know? Um, but this was a, uh, they had like things specifically in place to where you like, it would, it would help cut down on scalpers and that sort of thing. So like, basically you click the add to cart button and it goes, okay, this isn't added to your cart yet, but in a minute, your button is going to turn yellow again and you can click it. So watch it. And whenever you click it the second time, then it'll be added to your cart and you should check out at that point. And so like, I had to sit there for like five minutes watching this button and then it came, turned yellow and I went click <laughs> and it worked out like it worked out great. Like it, this was hours later after it had launched that each person was only supposed to get one. And you know, this was the process. They had this massive delaying process for like to confuse the bots, I guess. Huh. It's very odd, man. I guess like, I guess it would work initially because they don't know that that's coming. Yeah, or the, those intervals, like, what are those intervals? Because it was different every time. Like, you know, so, like, because on the second time I, I tried to order, um, it, it was, uh, like, on for Catherine's sister, like, we were sitting there, and it was like, oh, well, you know, let's let's order a second one on your account. And so it was like, okay. So we went through it, but it was, like, different intervals every single time that it would refresh. Um, so it was, like, the first time it was like, oh, six minutes. And then it was like, oh, it was only three this time. Or, like, what? So it's, like, just kind of weird. It's I, They have some system in the background doing that. And I kind of wish that that's how the consoles were because – that was such a mess. Like I, I, I literally live on the podcast tried to get a PlayStation five pre-order at one point and it just was just gone in two minutes, you know? And it's like, I feel like that interval thing wouldn't work a second time. It might not. You might be right. Because like when the button changes color, like the HTML in the background, like, yeah, a bot can detect that the color has changed. Yeah, or that like even the the, the page in the background has like refreshed, like it hasn't had a yeah. hard refresh, but it has like you know it's refreshed something. Yeah, that's. I mean, you'd think that that would be the case. And then again, it's also it was extremely limited to uh, to each each person, like because whenever we did go through that process again to try to order the second time for her uh, the gift for her sister it wouldn't let us because our billing address was the same. Oh. So literally it was like one per household. And and then so we ended up getting the you know the other pre-order like later in the day uh, from Target whenever that went live. But like, you know, it's it's just a like it seemed like Best Buy had like this whole thing of like we this is the item that we're going to deploy this system on. And I'm like, where was this like weeks ago with the PlayStation 5? <laughs> I wonder why they care. Why do you think they care about that? I don't know. I wouldn't care if scalpers are buying it or not. Well, I mean, especially that device. I feel like that device, there are the chances of that device having a lot of stock places because it's, so, it's like, it's not, I guarantee it's not expensive to manufacture. And it's, you know, I, I feel like it's easy to ship as well. Like it would, like they'd be able to ship like hundreds and hundreds of thousands to, to, you know, different regions around the world because they're so small. So it's like, I don't... I feel like that the worrying about that one selling out or like people like grabbing up too many of those, 
seems like that was would not be the item that I would care that much about. <laughs> What's the incentive for the seller to limit scalping? Is it just like they're really their reputation? Yeah, there really isn't any aside from like yeah, the reputation or like you know if uh, I know with with like Microsoft um, in particular because because with Sony the PlayStation Five the so many like Walmart jumped the gun on um, pre-orders like they they put theirs live like a, like a full twelve hours before they were supposed to. And so people became like every other retailer then subsequently like push, push theirs live. Um, but I mean, they're all going to sell out anyway, is my point. Like was my thought where I was like, you're not, you're, you know, whatever stock you're going to get of this thing is going to sell out. So why, what's the point in rushing ahead? And I guess you're right. Like what's the incentive for them to hold back on this stock really? Because I don't know. The reports were that that Microsoft told uh, what, like they were their pre-orders were supposed to go live like a few days later, and they told retailers like, "Hey, if you jump the gun, you're not going to get any stock from us. Like we're gonna like we're not gonna send any stock your way." And so like, pre, like the pre-orders went live at the right time with Microsoft because they were like threatening uh, retailers because they're like, "This is like we can't have customers think this is like a terrible experience for you know on our end." So yeah, that makes sense. You know. And they also have the Microsoft Store, so whatever stock they didn't feed out to, you know, other retailers, I'm sure they could have sold through their own proprietary store. So yeah, and for the manufacturer, it makes sense for them to limit it because they want actual people to get it because actual people will buy games, yep. subscribe to their services. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point, and you know, and that's that's another point here because it's like this isn't an item that will like get subsequent sales down the road. Like you can't buy like super Mario brothers three as an update for this game or this little like handheld thing would be amazing if you could, but uh, you know, it's literally just what's in there. So I don't understand why they would want to limit it on that side either. Cause it's like, just sell as many as you can. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's my pick is the, what is it called? The Nintendo game and watch super Mario brothers edition. Um, and your pick of the week was Phasmophobia yep. on Steam, I suppose, right? Yeah, Steam VR. Sweet. Speaking of next gen, I did want to, you know, take the last like portion of the podcast and talk a little bit through what my experience has been with the Xbox. Um, so first of all, pre-ordered it. I uh, actually ordered two, and uh, a friend like bought the other one off of me. Um, you know that sort of thing. So the f- showed up on our his actually showed up first, and I was like, oh man, do I crack into this one? Or and they just like give him the other. One? And I was like, no, no, I can't do that because you know it is this. I don't know. I just, it was just my my own you know brain, and I'm actually glad I didn't do that because his box was basically bricked uh whenever he got it like it came in and he plugged it in it just didn't work Um, uh that's messed up you bricked your buddy's box (laughs) and then exchanged them and gave him the bricked box is what i'm hearing (laughs) old dishonorable john strikes again that is (laughs) that is not what happened but again it could have happened to me like it could have been a situation where if i had been dishonest about it and been like oh man this one came here first ha 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 you know um and that would have been some great karma it would have been hilarious, wouldn't it? But it didn't work out that way to be uh, be funny. It just worked out in a way to be a bummer <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> but uh, that being said, uh, my box worked out perfectly. Like I plugged it in, it all it's all good. Made the system transfer. 
I will say there's a few more like hiccups in the initial setup process as well as in like some some UI bugs where it's like some audio glitches and things like that in the UI more than I was expecting like where it's like I mean I usually I would assume that this is like a this is actually just a version of the last console's OS like whenever I switched over like I would be hard pressed aside from the fact that it is in 4k now um, to tell you which OS is which um, because they look that much similar and there's like some audio bugs and stuff like that as, as you kind of go through the menus you can hear the you know these like distortions and clicks and things like that sometimes and like that's a, li- a little surprising um, and, and also Chris uh, you know he'll, he'll talk about it you know next week whenever he's back on the on the podcast but he got his box in and it's it works out it's it works and everything except the sync button on the front where you sync like a controller doesn't work on his console. <laughs> oh, jeez. And there's no, like, in the software way to, to, to sync a controller. So it's like he, he can play, like, hardwired, but like, he reached out to Microsoft support, and they told him, like, if the button, like, the physical button doesn't work, you may have to send in the box, have it repaired, and send it back. Because the other side of this is, like, especially with the one that was bricked, like, he just returned it. Like, he was like, ah, can you send me the return label to Amazon? You know, I was like, all right, here it is. So you, it's easy to do that, you know, with Amazon. I just forward the thing to a different email address. Um, and he, so he returned it. And it's a situation, like, where, he, like, they don't have any more stock. Like, you can't exchange um, for stock that isn't there. So he's just, you know, not, not getting a Xbox until, you know, someplace pops in with stock or whatever. Um, so if anybody out there has an extra, you know, Xbox <laughs> series X <laughs> that doesn't want $1,200, that's what some of them are going for on, on eBay for it. Um, then, you know, go for that, you know, just, just let me know, reach out Twitter at, at John Wright 777. So there's people listening to this podcast that just have, Extra Xbox Series X is laying around. They're like, sure. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with these. I don't know if I have an interest in this, really. I just <laughs> bought it for Well, I mean, the giggles. other thing is, like, whenever I initially got that pre-order, like, the second pre-order, like, we pre-ordered it from GameStop, right? And then uh, and then pre-ordered it from, from Amazon whenever that became available because I was, like, not sure that gamestop would come on day one or whatever and i was going to cancel one of them and then whenever i told uh told like our you know our friends this and he was like he's like hey can i take that one off of you and i was like sure you know so because he wasn't able to get one at all um and that's where the trouble began (laughs) 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 but the uh it's just like i feel like you know at this point people have probably like canceled whatever extra pre-orders they potentially had just sitting around Oh man, but yeah, dude. Anyway, it's I, I'm very much enjoying it. The uh, the the quick resume feature, like you can switch between up to five games, almost instantaneously. Like where it's like I can be on a mountain driving down the mountain and be like, okay, I'm bored of this mountain. Let me switch over and play some uh, some Gears of War five. And just immediately within 10 seconds be like tearing it up through the campaign of Gears of War 5. And then be like oh, that's cool. five minutes later be like, ah, you know what? This is boring. Let me go back to that mountain. And <laughs> then literally 10 seconds later be back on that mountain coming back down that mountain. Like it's it's like the quick resume feature is that intense. Like it's, it, it, it feels revolutionary in that even like whenever you unplug the console and plug it back in, it, it just works. Like I've had to like reboot the console and like, and move it like to the other side of my entertainment system. And it, it's still quick resumed back to the side of that mountain. So it's not even a save. It's just like saving the state of the game 
at that given point. It, like, how does that work? Like, it, with a solid state drive, does it just dump something over to the solid state drive somehow? Yeah, it probably just dumps everything in RAM for like that program or that process. <laughs> it's so wild. And then it just loads it up in the same state, like exactly as it was. They could have done it on hard drive too. That blows my mind. Like how how is that even possible? Because like, I guess the all is only RAM. Like I guess the uh, the hard drive is yeah. just RAM. No, 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 no. It's the the solid state drive is just a faster hard drive. Really, it's like flash memory, kind of like those USB sticks. But it's, so it's not the it's not that the solid state is enabling this feature. Gotcha. It's probably just way easier for them to do like quick enough where it's convenient now. That makes sense. That makes sense. It, it To me, as somebody who came from a box where like, I felt like whenever I turn it on, it's like, this might be the last time it turns on, you know, like as somebody <laughs> who comes from, has come from that box and into this, I'm just like, what is this world? <laughs> you don't hear it like wheezing over there. Yeah. Well, like my other box, like in the over, corner. over time, whenever it was turned off, like, so my, my original Xbox one, whenever it was turned off, it would make noises like high pitched, like kind of noises over there and i'm just like what what is this like for for the past like three years it's done that and uh and so now this box is like wisp like i can't even hear it it's it's amazing you got a haunted xbox i mean maybe like maybe we should bring over some uh some salt <laughs> see if a ghost will <laughs> scattered on the top of the xbox see if a ghost will walk through it <laughs> start saying random names this is an ancient Xbox from a different era. <laughs> <laughs> it was recovered in the old manor down the, down the road, <laughs> on the top of the hill. An Egyptologist found it in an <laughs> emperor's tomb. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, dude. But yeah, the, the next gen is great for me. Um, but like, again, two of, the, two of the Xboxes that I know about, like, so I know about probably four or five out there that people friends that have like that, that are like that have ordered and i've actually talked to them about like hey how has this been and two of them like have are gonna have to send them back or whatever and i'm like that seems seems a that's little a, that's a high percentage of failure <laughs> yeah i feel, feel like maybe like maybe the quality of control might need to be t- taking a look at here um i've also like on the on the PS5 front, there's like some sort of a bug where like whenever you're installing a game, sometimes it just doesn't install and it gets caught in limbo and you have to factory reset your box before it'll even install a game. So I think uh, there's a few bugs to work out in the in the bleeding edge of technology on the next gen. At least that's a that's a software issue, right? Sure, so that's not as bad. They'll fix that like right away. Yeah, like a firmware but like update. Chris's Xbox, that's. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, he was texting me. He was like, how do I get it off of this screen? And he, like, took a picture of it, and it was like, sync your controller, which is the first screen. (laughs) And I was like, um, you turn on the the controller. Are you okay, dude? (laughs) You know, like, I immediately, like, questioned questioned him. But then he was like, he's like, yeah, it's like, I've been trying to do that. It doesn't work. And and so then he plugged it in with a USB, and he was like, oh, it's working now. So weird, man. Yeah, this does not bode well. 
this does not bode well. Like, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I widespread issues. I've been like keeping my eye out on like online for like news sites to be like, so many Xboxes are just bricked whenever they arrive. <laughs> you know. Um, but like, you know, generally it's, it seems like everybody's having a, having a good time, good time with it. Um, there've been like, because of the shape of it and the way that it, it, uh, cools, it sucks in air from the bottom and shoots air out the top. So like it cools everything like with that giant, like massive amount of airflow. Like there's apparently, um, it's like a sandwich in there with like where the middle, the, the filling of the sandwich, the meat okay. <laughs> as it were is like empty. And so like, that's where the air like comes through and cools all of the hard drives and stuff. And so, like, it does shoot out a lot of air out the top. And there have been, like, there's been two things that have been faked uh, with it. And one, the first one was a ping pong ball floating, f- floating on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Which I immediately thought, like, that's really cool. I wish, I, like, I wish that that was actually true. Like, I wish that it could hold a ping pong ball up there. Um, in which case, like, I, I, I wish that it came with a ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> the X ball. Yeah, that comes with like a, a lime green uh, ball with an X on it. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the other one was like there were people were like people who had faked like it's smoking. And what they were doing was they were like, like putting like like a vaporizer or whatever, like th- at the bottom of it and like shooting like vape into <laughs> the the uh, Xbox and just was coming out the top. And people were like it was debunked like right away because we were like, that's not how smoke like happens. That's, that's, that's the most Gen Z thing I've ever heard of vaping an Xbox. <laughs> and Xbox tweeted out, they said, I can't believe we have to say this, but don't shoot vape into your Xbox Series X. It's probably not good for it. Yeah, they're like, that's terrible. Don't do that. Um, They'll develop an addiction. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, so the, like the condensation would be just terrible. You definitely can't set the Xbox on a, on a carpet then. If it's if it's cooling from the bottom up, right? Correct. Like, well, so like, there's a, a stand on it, and there's like a little, like, a, it's it's probably a maybe a half centimeter to a half inch of a gap, and so like okay. because it's like sucking air in through those things, like you can stand it vertically, and you can put it on its side. Mine's on its side just so it fits in my media center. Um, Chris like took a picture also of his media center, and it was like it's too close. Like it's it's uh, it's it's not super like large like the playstation 5 is like the playstation 5 is like gargantuan yeah it's like the tower from lord of the rings right yeah like literally like it's 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 even like six inches taller than the the series x is and and so like but the series x they recommend because of the way that it like cools wherever the the top vent is they recommend having like up to six inches like four to six inches of of gap just to like make sure that it doesn't like get too much heat going. And so Chris had to like figure out a new place in his entertainment center because it was like literally like 3.57 inches. And he's like, I'm so close to the four inches. Um, but he, he like had to figure out where else it was going to go. And I think that's going to be like the biggest thing with the next gen. Cause like, PCs have got that going for them too, but PCs have a, a like usually large cases that they go in. Yeah. And like the size, like nobody goes, oh man, that PC is too big. But like people look at the PlayStation 5 and go, man, that thing's too big. You know, I can't fit in my entertainment center. There's a hobby of building super tiny desktop PCs. I subscribe to this uh, subreddit called, I think it's SFF PC, small form factor PC. Nice. Dude, I need to check it out. They look so slick. They're like smaller than consoles. 
super dense. They talk about airflow a lot because that's super important. If you've got like this powerful graphics card and this yeah. powerful processor jammed in something smaller than an Xbox. That's amazing. Like I knew that there was like a, uh, that there was like, Hey, take this one electronic device and somehow put it into this other electronic <laughs> device. Like, oh. like I've seen those before, like where it's like, can I fit a game boy inside of an Altoids tin? <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> like those types of weird things or people like modding a gamecube into being a portable yeah yeah exactly and well gamecube didn't it didn't it, wasn't there a screen like a, a a nintendo licensed screen that you could clip to the top of it i wouldn't be surprised i think there was because, because of the fact that it had a handle you could like take it places with this other screen anyway if i'm wrong i could i could be completely wrong i may i may be remembering uh someone who had modded but um, but I knew that there was that, but I didn't know there was like, hey, how small can I make this PC? That that intrigues me because I like things that are like shrunk down. Like, <laughs> I really want, I have no reason to build one. It just looks hard, but I just really want to build one. And I've got plenty of space. I have, there's no, there's no logical reason. It just seems expensive and difficult. I just always have this like vision in my mind. It's like, all right, I'm going on a flight and then I can throw this PC into a backpack. I'm not even like that hardcore of a gamer. It's not like I would ever open it up yeah. and, and play. But just the fact when that I you got could. to the destination. Yeah, the fact that I could, I'm like all that processing power <laughs> just in a backpack. Be pretty probably get pulled over by <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, security. they immediately go, What is this? Why is there why is there a large PC packed into an Altoids tent? <laughs> Oh man. The other side of that is I, I, I wonder like these days, cause like computers used to be like room sized, like whenever they like, they're yeah. just calculators or whatever. Um, and, uh, but I wonder like what would, you know, obviously there's like server farms or whatever, but like, is there, is there something like where it's like, Hey, let's take this normal PC and blow it up gigantic. You know, like how, how large <laughs> can I make this? <laughs> and now we've just ins it, it become ab absurdities at this point um anywho just to maybe wrap it up the uh the next gen is wonderful i i have enjoyed all of the games that i've played like it, i've been playing so I, I i upgraded my tv there are things that i'm playing at 120 frames per second in 4k which is nuts um, oh, so your tv can do 120 frames per second yeah it's wild like it's it's the hdmi 2.0 one, uh, I believe that any TV that'll do that, most of them will do 120 frames per second at 4K. And like, that's like, it's, it's kind of game changing because like I was playing, um, strangely enough, Tetris Effect. So a Tetris game at this super high like frame rate where everything, like the blocks obviously moved to like normal, but then mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the visuals and things that were going on around it, cause it's like they, the Tetris Effect, like they put, um, cool music to it and every time you move the block it has like a different uh percussive sound and then as you drop blocks it'll like build on the music and add more things the higher your score goes um and the visuals will get larger and larger and like as i was watching this i was like i can't tell that this is like fake and it's like such a such a strange <laughs> thing like where your eye like my eye can't perceive that this is not just like in front of my face flowing this way um hmm. Same was true whenever I was playing multiplayer on, uh, so like competitive on uh, Gears of War 5. Like that is up to 120 frames per second in 4K. Where I was just like, man, this looks like immediately 
like it's just real, like it's just flowing, like 60 frames per second. The big there's a huge jump between 30 and 60 frames per second that I can perceive. There's maybe a little bit less between um, 60 frames per second and 120 frames per second. Diminishing just, returns, yeah, yeah. But that's just because at some point it just looks real to me. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just looks like this is like like my eye, like real life. That's how I always feel about like every big upgrade. I'm like, when it got to 1080p, I'm like. I don't think I can see better than this. And then 4K came out, and I'm like, I don't think I can see better than this one. <laughs> 1080p looks like trash now. So you're going to get a competitive advantage in, like, Gears of War 5. Yeah, I mean, they've talked about that a little bit. That they, In their testing, they didn't see that drastic of a competitive advantage, like, because players, like, their reaction time from 60 to 120, but they were like, but it's definitely still there. Like, you can, you know, you can definitely still tell that, like, there's a little bit of a competitive edge, competitive bump with 120 frames per second versus 60, uh, like whenever they go head to head against each other. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I don't know, Mike, it, it's an interesting thing to like be on the opposite side of that. Cause like there were times where I would play with PC players um, in like Call of Duty or whatever. And like clearly they're running at probably 120 frames per second and 144. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like sometimes it was obvious, and then sometimes you're just like, I, this is just like normal, you know? Yeah, I would be one of the trash players that is at 144 and still just terrible because I have no strategy, no reaction time. I mean, in Gears Five, like I haven't ever played any Gears multiplayer really, um, and so I'm I'm pretty bad. Um, but with 120 frames per second, I ended up on top of a couple matches where it was like you were the MVP, and I was like, that's that's wild. So, mm. I don't know. That, that competitive advantage might be real. I'm developing a real complex about these multiplayer games, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like you're you're good at them. Like that's the thing. Is like you're you'll be fine at them. It's just, you know, you got to play against the right people. <laughs> Other trash people. <laughs> also, like the f- interesting thing was whenever I first started playing Rocket League, right? Which is the yeah. the which I also played on my new TV and I, th- it hasn't been updated for the series X, but like it, I hadn't experienced it in 4k yet and it was glorious. Um, but that game, whenever I first started playing that game, I shied away from the quote unquote competitive playlist. Right. Yeah. Um, because I was like, Oh, I don't want to get in there and just like immediately get destroyed. Um, but I would get like I was getting destroyed in the regular playlist, and whenever I actually did decide, okay, I'm going to go over to the competitive playlist, see what that's like. They enable like, the uh, skill-based matchmaking, like where like you climb a ranked system. And so once it places you, you only play against people who are like the same level as you. And as you like get better, you play against people who are better. Like, and and so it it literally felt easier to me and more like of a, of a like even like 50, 50 chance. I I come out on top of this. um, Once I started getting into like more competitive playlists which i have i like that was a revelation to me at the time that's what i gotta do because i never click competitive because i'm like wow i'm trash at this game there's no way i can compete that makes sense though okay but like yeah but but it literally put me like on the bottom rank like where it was literally like on on rocket league whenever i first got ranked they're like the lowest tier and i'm like well if it's if it's fun who cares what tier i'm at it's just gonna demote me like after It just blocks you out of it completely after a minute. <laughs> it's like, we're putting you in this this other league for the really good players. It's it's not the Rocket League, you know? It's it's the, it's you know, what would, it's it's the like, you know. 
It's the missile league. It's the, <laughs> it's the it's it's the firework league. It's the it's the Nerf ball league. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, dude, it's been awesome hanging out with you, chatting with you about the next yeah. gen, about the Mandalorian, about Phasmophobia, which I really dude, I let the way you describe that game makes me like really want to play it. Look up some YouTube videos. I bet there's some fun stuff. I need to, I need to, need to, because I feel like there's, there's potential there because of the whole, like, I'm shocked about the fact that it can, like, the, that it can hear your microphone and, like, yeah. can hear you communicate and you can communicate with it and that sort of thing, as well as, like, the potential for one person in the group to, like, have this ridiculous experience and the other people be like, what are you talking about? That didn't happen, you know? Because <laughs> it could literally, like, a video game can literally show one person one thing and then other people, like, n- you know, nothing, you know? I wouldn't get too fascinated with that because, I mean, like, I don't think the other players would disbelieve you that in this ghost hunting game that you saw True. a ghost. <laughs> True. Like, but, like, it's like, oh, I saw that shadow. You know, it's like, oh, well, I didn't see it. Did you see anything? No, I didn't see anything. Okay. You know? I mean, I, I feel like that's just, like, such a such a cool concept to play around with of, like, isolation but literally being in the same. The, yeah, the isolation thing, man, not to drag it out, but, like, when my buddy would like walk away from me and I'm just like standing in the house. Cause he's like in the van looking to see if the paranormal activity levels going up. Right. Yep. Yep. I can't hear him. He can't hear me. Cause we're using the in game yeah. voice and it's distance and room limited. It's like physics mm. in real life, yeah. basically. Dude, that's blowing my mind. And so I'm like standing alone in the house. Charles Brown. Charles Brown saying the dude's <laughs> saying the ghost name and just like maybe not saying it and then saying that I said it to my buddy who comes back in because I didn't want to rile it up while I'm in there. Right, right. Yeah, because you're like, I don't want to be the one. You know, I'll go out to the van this next time. <laughs> yeah, you go say it. You're on desktop. <laughs> this is this is liable to give me a heart attack in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and that's the thing. Like, because like anything could happen, and he comes back in. Like, what? Did, like, what would he come back into? Like, just like. <laughs> just a nightmare scenario you know oh man the door locks on you what yeah the first game we played like jj died in the <laughs> do- but before that like all the lights went out and the door locked so we couldn't so- go back out to the van oh no so you're just like stuck in there and you're like what are we doing ah <laughs> Yeah, dude, that sounds. I mean, like, it sounds terrifying. But like, as somebody, like, I don't, I don't like horror movies because of the lack of agency in a lot of ways. Oh like, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like this would be a good, a good, fun group game to play. I would never play it by myself though. That'd be terrifying. I don't know if you can. It would be more fun with four people. We only had two, so that was kind of a bummer. Is it? It's not on Mac. I need to, I need to see if it's on Mac or something. Ah, yeah. I think that's it for this week. And uh, we'll see you next next time on on Stay on Target. But uh, let me see. What does Chris say here? He always does the outro. He says, uh, we'll see you next time. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social, at JohnWright777. And Cody, are you on social at all? No, Twitter I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. just then, uh, social media in general? Yeah, just in general. You yeah, know? I don't want people talking to me. That, that's, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> and then uh, Chris is at... Chris Wright 250, I believe. And, uh, but you can make sure you guys go uh, on iTunes, wherever your podcast service of choice is. Review us, tell all your friends about us. And uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.